Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brewpolo over in Tupelo. It might be a little bit uh, weird, Robbie. Just a little odd if Brewpolo was in Slate Spring. I just came through Slate Springs uh, the other day. See? Yeah, that would be really odd. There's, be, yeah. Brew I, Springs. I mean, is there anything there other than my cousin? I mean, I just know that it's, you know, between uh, what, Eupora and Bruce, right? There's a sign for it on Highway 9. Callan City, isn't it? And Callan City is before Bruce, right? Yes. Okay. Eupora and Callan City. Technically, I'm still correct, right? Yeah, you are You are still correct. I'm technically I, I correct, put, which is the best Callan kind of City, correct. I would put Callan City as a town in front of Bruce. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm just saying. So I don't think we've used Bruce as a city, and that's a great one to use for this particular pun. Yeah, I mean, that would that Bruce. actually would not be that weird. Yeah, yeah, that would work. Wherever you live in our fine state, if you want Strange Brew Coffee, it's a, just, just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com in order for shipping. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your counter, they get you taken care of at Strange Brew Coffee House. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. I talked to uh, Scott from College Corner just today. He's doing really well. He's had a great couple of summers in a row selling national championship merchandise. Some to the listeners of this podcast, some to others, some to others, unfortunately. But I'm glad to see they're doing well and they're continuing their relationship with us here on Thunder and Lightning. I also had a friend who's uh, she's down in a in uh, the Flowood area for a work conference. She's like, I think we're going to go to the half shelter. And I was like, oh, well, if you're, you're near the half shelter. You know what else you're near? College Corner. So that and Fleet Fleet Feet. Well, that's over in the Ridgeland area, of course. Okay. And if you're looking for maroon and white merchandise, that's the stop to make. The best selection of it in central Mississippi is at College Corner. And of course, you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Probably what are you eating there? Is that chips and salsa? No, it's a snickerdoodle cookie, but I'll, I'll take some chips and salsa. Well, that's where I, was, I thought that's where you were going. I was like, we should have just gone to Humble Taco if you wanted ch- chips and salsa. I'm not I'm not sure how you thought this was chips and salsa. All but I saw was like the little, you had the little corner in your hand there, and it just looked like a tor- uh, tortilla chip. Tortilla. I would take some Humble Taco right now. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, because it's good. It's good. It's Mexican fare with Mississippi roots. It's the best in town. It's tacos like you can't get anywhere else. And it's such a great place. On top of, you know, the fact that it's a uh, a great place to eat, it's just cool. It's cool in there. You know, if you're an old school Stark villain like us and, and you, 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 you know, you know, city bakeries, I'm not sorry, city, city uh, bagel so well. And you're like, okay, I, you know, I was familiar with city bagel. How can that location be, you know, cool now and go in there and check it out. The patio is awesome. They, they brighten it up in there. It's a lot of fun. So it's a fun location. And, of course, the food is fantastic. That's Humble Taco on University Drive. Firehouse Subs, what more can you say? It's an easy lunch. It's a great lunch. Fills you up, and it does you quick. Takes care of the business. Easy as can be. You download the free app. You place your order. It's ready quickly. You pick it up. And also, you pick up some reward points along the way. So you're eating a free sandwich. I can't make it any easier for you than that. Locations in Starkville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, 
Flowood and Madison, that is Firehouse Subs. It is Rumblings Day here on the countdown. We will do a, uh, no, I'm sorry, it's a Rumblings Day here on the show. We will uh, hit the uh, the countdown today so we can finish up on time and everything like that. we got a lot of great questions today, Robbie. Let's just jump right into them. We start with Robert Burl, who wants to ask us, what is your worst experience at an away game you have attended, not due just to the result, but something else that has occurred? I have never had... I've never been in a fight at an away game. You know, I've obviously have talked some smack with with opposing fans, but uh, I don't have one that just stands out as like you know this source. Unless we're gonna, there's only one that 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 could be on there, and that's the LSU one where I'm pretty sure I was urinated on. That's Is that the time one. where you where you had to walk a long distance? Ooh, that's a different one, but that might need to be on the. You've list. had two. You've had two really bad LSU. Both LSU. One, I am almost positive I was peed on. I looked up and there were people standing off the side of the stadium, and I don't know how they didn't fall to their death. They were obviously <laughs> drunk, but and there was moisture involved. But I think I think you're right. I think I'm going to go with the but the Baton Rouge Death March, where we walked <laughs> from Tiger Stadium to. Uh, the, our hotel on Constitution Avenue off of I-10. Yeah. God. After state lost in the heat. It was hot. We were we were hungover and drunk or some mixture of it. And yeah, we'll go with that one. Sure. That's the one. That's I mean, how many that's gotta be three miles. It was three, easily four, three miles. Three or it four miles. Like uh shout out to, to my friend Nathan Cummins, who led us that night back when you know it's 2010. Not everybody had you know, GPS and everything. So he had the little walking map out and got us there. Thank God. Wow. Um, mine, I, I actually talked about this the other day when we were talking about this game, was the snowball. Yeah. When I, yeah, when yeah, I wore my ball. Birkenstocks to the ball game and they got, of course, snowed on. And within minutes, my feet were no longer uh, dry. So the entire ball game, I had wet feet. That that was the worst experience I've ever had. It's a good call. All right. Barrett Sloanaker asks, do you expect more people to come to football games this year? Also, would you trade a win against Georgia if it meant losing to East Tennessee State? I got to be honest. I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of these r- really weird hypotheticals. Like, would you take a million dollars if somebody had to, like, cut your arms off? Like, like why? Why? If state beats Georgia, they're not losing to East Tennessee State. No world exists where that can happen. Yeah, but uh, I mean, just for the just for the sake of that being a possibility, would you? And the do answer it? is no. No, I wouldn't either because we already expect Mississippi State to lose to Georgia, yeah. so that wouldn't be all that upsetting. Right. If you beat Georgia and you lose East Tennessee, you've completely canceled that. You out. are a laughing stock. No, I would not take that trade at all. The answer to the first question is like the first the first game, you know, I think they could have a decent crowd. I'm not saying it's gonna be sold out by any stretch of the imagination, but there could be fifty thousand. That being at night really helps. 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 And that the package that they sold, that first Saturday Saturday in Stark Vegas package, I think they sold quite a few of those. So I think they're expecting some people there for that. If that was a 3 p.m. game, mm-hmm. there's 35,000 there. Oh, yeah, probably. easily. Yeah, I mean, it would be, be a small crowd. So if State wins that and then beats Arizona, if they can beat LSU, Bowling Green, I mean, it's not going to be a huge crowd, right? I don't know what time that game's going to be, but that just sort of reeks of an early kickoff. It's still going to be hot, and it's Bowling Green, right? But then on October 1st, if State can be 4-0, you have a huge crowd for that Texas A&M game. No question. Possibly a sellout. Possible. So, and there yeah. hasn't been one of those in a while. Yeah. Uh, Josh Patrick asks us, "What's the story behind Dollar Bill's nickname? What is your favorite MSU related nickname? Do you know the story behind Dollar Bill? I do not. First off, it's not Dollar uh, Bill. It's Dollar Bill. There's an R on there. I I remember there being a story but i can't remember what his grandmother exactly gave it, it to him i don't i don't know why but i do know that it's not dollar bill it's dollar bill yeah because his mom was actually at the scrimmage the other day mm-hmm. and was wearing a dollar bill yeah shirt and it said dollar bill on it exactly what whatever the family says it is is mm-hmm. that's what it is yeah 
Obviously, so, my favorite nickname MSU is it's got to be Pork Chop Woman, right? It's Pork Chop or, or Pig or Pig Prather. Yes. I mean, is there anybody else even close? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think some some iconic nicknames. Like they call Jake Mangum the Mayor, but I don't think that that's going to get the job done. Um, no, nah, I mean, no, nah. those are the two for me. I would go Pork Chop. Yeah, I, I mean. I don't think you can go wrong with poor shot, man. Yeah. Winston Kimmel. Okay, now, here, here's... I'm going to make a one-time exception to a rule here. I'm making, I'm making a ruling, and we're going to live with it, right? So, this is the question. Winston Kimmel asked, did you know that former MSU women's basketball star Brianna Richardson is currently dominating women's three-on-three basketball, playing for the good old US of A? Feels like we should talk about this more. I don't know. So he set it up where only people he mentioned could reply. And Brianna Richardson replied. Just to say thank you. I'm going to make a one-time ruling here that that is acceptable. Yeah. And we will answer this question. The answer to the Uh, question is, no, I was not aware. I knew she had been in that uh, before, but I didn't know she was still doing that. But good for her. I'm glad she's... She's found a spot. And I think she's been playing overseas too. So she was one of those <clears throat> players that was like uh almost like a you know, the that Brandon Vincent player that everybody yeah. just longs for every year. Yeah. She was kind of that person. Yeah. She would she was one of your better defenders, you know, she would do all the dirty work. She she was really good. Yeah, also, uh, uh Dollar Bill's nickname came from the players club um that Bernie Mac was in. Bernie Mac's name was nickname or whatever was Dollar Bill. The sh- the movie was on while his mother was giving birth. So she started calling him Dollar Bill right out the womb. Yes, or All his right. grandmother, I guess, gave him the nickname. Okay, well there you go, Dollar Bill. Yeah, because uh, apparently his grandmother thought Quatrevis was too hard to uh, pronounce, so she just called him Dollar Bill. I mean, she's not wrong. Always, grandmas always know best. They know. The dude asked, what football game in all of MSU history would you want to watch from the sideline? There's two ways to look at this. Obviously, a great win would be a lot of fun. But like an inexplicable loss, just to sort of like see how everybody reacts to it, like be able to hear the coaches going, what the hell is going on, might be, might be interesting. Like I'm thinking like that like 2016 South Alabama. Oh, I actually witnessed that from the sidelines. There you go. Um, <laughs> I witnessed that from the sidelines. I witnessed uh, 2013 Egg Bowl ending, oh. 2019 Egg Bowl ending, mm-hmm. uh, 2013 was, Auburn. What about like, like the whole game being on the sidelines? So I think the 99 Egg Bowl is the, the one I would choose. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think it has to be the whole game. I think it could be a big moment. Like... I, okay. I mean, I, I don't care about the first quarter of the 99 Egg Bowl. No, but if I see the last two minutes of the 99 Egg Bowl, like if I was standing on the sidelines where, you know, C.J. Sermon's dove for the touchdown, I think that'd be pretty tight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see here. What Also, we have another one here from uh, from the dude who says, if State could have a different permanent opponent from the East, who would you want it to be? I mean, that's the easiest question ever, right? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Vanderbilt number one, Missouri number Missouri two, two and, and South Kentucky, Carolina three. Yes, Kentucky would be number four on that list. Yeah, right now they would be. Yeah, used to you thought that was a good setup, but they're they've become a they've good become, program. They've gotten better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Tanner Bowler says looking to going to a big college football game this season as part of a bachelor trip. Any big games or other ideas that you would suggest? So I, here's my my suggestion, but let me see what day of the of the, of the year this game is on before I say. Okay, I would say <clears throat> venture out of the SEC. That's I definitely you, want to do that. You've experienced SEC ball games, I'm sure, Tanner. You've seen all those teams. I'm going to Army Navy. Okay, I'm going to see, that's cold though. I don't want to do that. Well, I remember it's a bachelor party cold. too. I don't care how cold it is. I want to experience that. Okay. Um, I'm going to like uh, Michigan, Ohio State. Oh my God! You just want to freeze, dude, We're talking about game. It's experience, a bachelor party. Dude, we want to have care. fun. 
you can have fun inside at other places. Here's we're the going other to watch issue great with, with, football games. I don't know. I don't know where Army Navy is being played this year, but like we're going to like Columbus, Ohio for a bachelor party. No, here's where we're going, Robbie. This is what we're going to do. We're going to Dallas. You're so you're too analytical on this. That we won't answer the question. We're going to Dallas to to football games to see Oklahoma, Texas. Now you're going to miss State Arkansas if you do that, but you're going to go to Dallas, Texas. Great town, a lot of bachelor party amenities. If you know what I'm saying, if you get what I'm trying to say, there they they are known for some of the better amenities. Great restaurants, great barbecue to be had, and you go to the Texas State Fair and you go to the Texas Oklahoma game. That's what I would suggest. That's that game would not be that exciting to me though. Did you watch it As, last year? It was an incredible football game. Yeah, but it was more of a folly than anything else. Follies can be exciting. That game was fantastic last I year. I want to go if we're if this whole bachelor trip. I don't trip, want to freeze. If this whole bachelor trip. I don't want to either, but if this whole bachelor trip is around big, great college football games, I will I want to go to I want to go experience places that I will not be able to experience any other time. You never what are you gonna to go Dallas. to the little cotton bowl? I've been to Dallas. I've been to I've been to stuff in Dallas. I'm just saying I want to go see I want to go see Ohio the last weekend in November. I do. I want I want to see not for Ohio a bachelor State. party. I wouldn't I want to go see Ohio State, Michigan. I want to go I want to go to a Penn State whiteout game. I want to go to USC and watch a game there. You know, I mean not like I think it's perfectly okay if the guy is asking a question about what big college football game do you want to go to, to mention some classic. If we're just going to matchups. the game, I like those suggestions. But if this the whole is thing's bachelor- patterned around the whole thing's patterned around a big college football game. But I'm saying that's if it's a bachelor question, party, we're going to go out, we're going to be drinking, we might want to go to some adult entertainment. Do you, I, do you I, think that they I don't, don't have that stuff in Columbus? So have you ever been to Columbus, Ohio? I no, have. but I'm not. That's not my my first choice. For okay, then, so, then if he was asking that question, he was asking where would you go for bachelor party. That he would have he would have I stated that. I also don't that. want to go somewhere where I'm going to get hypothermia. I want you are not going to get hypothermia. Believe me, you have plenty of skin around your body. Oh, here we go. See, see, we start to argue, and he brings out the fat jokes. That's how that's how this show works. You're not going to get cold. You're saying. not a cold-natured person. Like, I'm just saying, I don't, I don't want to be out in the, in the elements of Ohio. No, I'm not doing that. Put on a jacket. Whatever. Taylor Ball asks us. He, we got some over-under here, Robbie. Let's see what you think. Rodgers, 39 and a half touchdowns passing. Um, he threw 36 last, last year. year. 30 over. Okay. I'm with you on that. Caleb ducking seven and a half touchdowns receiving. I'm going to say eight. Mulk, but Mackay Polk had eight last year. Yeah. I I think he's going to be your red zone target. So over. Okay. Yeah. Marks and Dylan Johnson, a combined 15 touchdowns rushing. Ooh, that's going to be. So just for the record, hold on. Let me, let me give you a last year. They had 10 last year. I'm going to say, I'm going to say under. Under is, yeah, the, the, the play there, I think. And then last but not least, Emmanuel Forbes, one and a half pick sixes. That feels like an under. Under, yeah. You might get one. Teams aren't going to throw him as much. I just don't, yeah, I just don't think he's going to get the ball thrown to him nearly as much. Uh-huh. Last year that went down a little bit too. Yeah. Jay in Baltimore asks us, knowing how the music industry evolved, which died, which died too soon artists, do you believe would have had the best chance to improve upon their current historic contribution to music had they lived on? Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Janis Joplin, or Ronnie Van Zant? I feel like Hendrix is the easy answer here. Yes. Because he was kind of, I mean, he wasn't kind of, he was way like before his time. Yeah. There like, was, I, think, I feel like Jimmy Hendrix was is not, a guy who could have been making influential music into the 80s and 90s. Yes. So. Yes, because he was, you know, a, a guy that was really ahead of his time, like I said. And yeah. I think that it, that only, he was a genius. 
Yeah. And that only would have expanded with the with the new era of music, you know, moving into the eighties. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you could you imagine him in the eighties? Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that's I think that's the one. I mean, the other ones Cobain was kind of like Hendrix in that he was different. Mm-hmm. It was a different kind of brand but of not music. musically as talented. Not nearly as talented. Right. So and then Ronnie the Van Zant would be an interesting one too. Yeah. And I think more Jim Moore, I think all of them would be interesting, but to me, Hendrix is like the the, the easiest answer in there. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Colton Watson asked, do you think that maybe Mike Leach would have liked to assign a great running and passing quarterback like Chris Parson during his previous coaching tenures, but wasn't able to recruit at a level that would draw a player that both passes well enough to run the air raid and runs well? No, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think he was ever looking for a dual threat guy prior to now, because don't tell me that you couldn't have found a guy in Texas. They yeah. ran the ball okay and threw the ball okay enough to get recruited to Texas Tech. Yeah, something's up here. This is a definite. This is definitely com- some kind of shift mm-hmm. in philosophy. Uh, I don't see any other reasoning because he's now doing this in back-to-back classes. He's he's gone out and offered Trey Petty. Mm-hmm. He hasn't all. There's been plenty of guys that could throw it around that are athletic like this mm-hmm. that he didn't recruit. Yeah, in the past and now he is so i don't you know could this be a a drew hollingshead thing maybe i I mean who knows i I think i think that could be a possibility because hollingshead has really kind of taken the the point on this it seems like on quarterback recruiting um but there's definitely some kind of shift in philosophy here now i'm i'm here for it i like it yeah i agree uh let's see here i lost my i lost my my train okay also from colton I'm not really sure how I don't understand this question, but which of these three high turnover teams finishes with a better record and which would win head to head to head? Florida, LSU, Ole Miss. Does you mean like turnover in terms of like how many coaches they've had? No, uh like players, probably coaches too, would in terms be of like okay, okay. change change in in staff and personnel. So I mean um, Florida's gonna play LSU. The LSU will play Ole Miss. You know, who, who would be the who's who's going to be the best out of this group? Who's going to have the best season? I'm I think it's going to be LSU. I have LSU ahead of Ole Miss in the West, and I have them ahead of Florida overall. So yeah, LSU is I guess is my answer. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Brian McDuff asks us how many points per game do you think Mississippi State will score this year? Here are the last seven years for reference, and it goes from 14 to 21. So 36, 34.4, 30.4, 32, 30.9, 27.8, 21.4 on the all-SEC schedule, and 29.2. So I went back and looked at something. We were talking about this on Sports Talk, Robbie, and that state last year was 14 of 25 kicking field goals. Mm. If you just add like six or seven more field goals, they're over 30 points per game. I mean, they just had a lot working. They were also over 30 points per game uh, before the bowl game. The bowl game crushed them, took two points per game off the uh, tally there. I think states can average 32, 33 points a game this year. Yeah, 31, 32, somewhere around that. Yeah, just, just a yeah, pretty normal. Man, 2014, 36 a game. Wow. Yeah, I mean, they, they put up a ton of points in all their non-conference games, if you remember, though. They put up 49 on Southern. They put up like they were they were over fifty against UAB. I want to say they were over fifty against UT Martin. I think they scored fifty plus against Vandy. They did score fifty plus against Vandy, and I mean, hell, they scored twenty something against Bama. I mean, they scored 30, 38 on Auburn. They scored thirty four on LSU. They scored forty five on or forty eight on Texas A and M. I mean, yeah, the only game they didn't score so... points was uh, against Ole Miss. I mean, there there wasn't just a bunch of superstars on that offense. I mean, obviously you had Dak, but it, yeah, just, Dak. it was it fit exactly what Dan Mullen wanted to do. The exactly. personnel was You're perfect. Right. You're right. Uh, let's see here, uh, Caleb Smith. Who is the next Auburn head coach after they go five and seven this season? Give me three their most likely candidates and the candidate you would hire for Auburn. I mean, gosh, um, Hugh Freeze. I would go after Freeze. I'd go after Kevin. Um, I would go after Kiffin. I would go after Jeff Lebby. I'm not trying to make this an old Miss thing, but, but I mean Lebby's a good choice. 
Let me Those are the choice. guys that make um, sense. Um, off an offensive coordinator or a group of five head coach is probably yeah. what they're going to do. Uh, if I had to guess, it would be a group of five head coach. Trying to think over a power who's five successful. Guy. Like, would Luke Fickle come to the SEC? I don't know. I think he's. I think he's happy. Well, I think also. I think the SEC. He's such a Big Ten guy. Like, I yeah. don't know what job he's waiting on, but I don't know. Maybe Ohio who's, State. Who are the top group of five guys that are out there right now. You know, you know who I would reach out to. He's an older guy, but Dave Clawson. That's a guy's a yeah. good football coach. Dave Doran at NC State. Dave Doran, yeah. Former Ole Miss head coach Dave Doran. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, some of those guys. It's just been surprising that ha- they haven't made that move up. I agree. So the guy at Kansas options. State, the guy at Kansas State's really good. That was at. He like, needs North to have Dakota a big State year. Though. He needs to be. You couldn't sell him right now. You need to have him get a nine ten win season at Kansas State so that he can move up. But Chris Kleiman, yeah, he's a good coach for sure. Uh, Hunter Volware asks us if you could choose five different n- week one non conference matchups, who would you skip? What five different? What I would say about non conference matchups for week one, Robbie, I tell me if you agree this. I would play the FCS school week one, get it out of the way, just blow them out, blow them out, get your that way you get everybody some reps, everybody gets to play. You know, if you the, 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 and then you're not, you know, late in the season playing that game and worrying about an injury right before the egg. I, I would just get it out of the way. And I'm also kind of one of those like I, I don't want to start the year off on a bad note like right. State did in 2013 with Oklahoma State. Like, mm-hmm. get that easy win. Get get a lot of excitement about your team going. I'm one of those like I Be think one that you know. should. Yeah, I, th- I think you should get some momentum going into like that first SEC game, kind of like what State's trying to do this year. I agree, but and then, then again, non- I mean, State's playing a State's playing a a group of five team that's usually pretty good this year, and then another Power Five team on the road. Yeah, so it's not like they're just like really, you know, cupcaking it up. Right, right. Also, Hunter wants to know what non-conference opponent. Would you like to see Mississippi State play? I mean, obviously, we can say things like Notre Dame or Michigan, but I mean, let's try to be a little realistic. What are where are some places you'd like to go that you think Mississippi State could get a home and home with? Well, I I would like to do Notre Dame and obviously, like, yeah, but USC, you know that's not happening. Something that makes sense that would be like a good thing for like State and Texas would be fun to get that series back. Mm-hmm. I would love to, which I guess they're coming to SEC, so never mind. Yeah, um, I thought like, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. That's always been as a. There's always been like a little bit of a correlation. I feel like with yeah. Oklahoma State and State Baylor. In some ways Baylor still owes State a home, yeah, home game. It would be some. It would be Big Twelve. I think. I think that would be Baylor, the best. Yeah, Oklahoma State. It, like maybe in the ACC, like Georgia Tech, like what Ole Miss is doing with Georgia. Oh, no, Tech. no, 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 no. Never again with Georgia Tech. Never again. After after the state cannot beat Georgia Tech, never again. That's true. Well, they, in the ACC, I, Wake Forest, North Carolina would be a fun fun thing. I think Some North Carolina would be nice in the Big Ten. I mean, I'd love to go to Wisconsin, but I don't know about that. But uh, Nebraska know, or Indiana would be would be games you could play. So yeah, there Nebraska. You. Oh, I would love to play Nebraska. That'd be fun. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on into the rest of the countdown. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef, it's what's for dinner. When you're looking to cook out any weekend, this is the last free weekend, guys. You know, every other weekend, you're probably going to be traveling for football or planning parties for football or something. So, this is the only weekend you got left to just cook for yourself, cook for the family. Time to throw some steaks on the grill and get ready for a tremendous 2022 football season. You know that's the best way to go. Get some some steaks, get some burgers, get a brisket, do it all. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. And when you come to Starkville next weekend and all football season, you know as well as I do that Two Brothers is going to be on your list. It's not a real trip to Starkville. 
You didn't actually come here if you don't hit up Two Brothers at some point. Going to be a great place to pregame all weekend long. And don't forget, I haven't got any information, but they they do tailgating packages as well. So when I have that information, I will uh, I will let you know who you need to call or who you need to get in touch with. But if you just want to make your tailgates really, really easy, and you could do no wrong by calling up Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Vantage Business Systems makes it really easy for you because they offer great products and great service. Well, I know that you're thinking everybody offers great products and great service, but not everybody's been in business for 47 years, and that's where the proof is in the pudding. That's how you know that it's a real deal situation. So when your product, when you need technology for your business, you need copiers and printers, laptops, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And if something goes wrong, you call them right back. And in a lot of cases, they're going to take care of you the same day because they're here in Mississippi, just like you are. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems, you, I'm sorry, how to find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. All right, back to the uh, the questions here. We've got some more good ones here. Uh, where are we? Okay. You're doing that thing again. Brogan Fairchild, if our coaches were Marvel characters, what would they be? I have no idea. Come on. What, what are we doing here? <laughs> Think about State's coaches, right? That's pretty unremarkable. I mean, Mike Leach is what? Doctor Strange? I, I feel like I can do that one. And Sam Purcell is kind of high energy. Maybe he could be Spider-Man. <laughs> but I mean, like Jans, I, I don't know enough about Jans to make that. And then Lamonis. I don't know what Lamonis, I don't know who he is. I don't either. Like, none, like, of, them, none of them really fit the uh, mold fit the of mold Marvel of, characters. Yeah, like nothing, nothing just makes me go, yeah, that's the guy. All so. we know is... Zebulon Vermillion is going to be one of the uh, villains of this. Yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, uh, another question, also from uh, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna hope this is what, he's got a typo in here. I hope this is what he's trying to say. What kids show that you watch with your kids would you be the most likely to watch on your own? I will be I will be totally honest with you. None of them. Like my kids, obviously, you know, don't watch kids shows anymore. They're they're a little old for that, but. Um, like when they, I, I never watched any of those shows, like just, just to keep watching them. Yeah. My daughter right now is watching Vampirina and I don't know what that is. Stuff like that. So yeah, there's like, there's nothing that I would be interested in watching. Uh, she'll, she'll sit down and watch some stuff with us too. And we, we've actually had to start using more discretion on what we watch. Like we can't, I'm not going to watch you know, Game of Thrones with my daughter. Like what? it might, it, it might've been on in the background when she was like six months old and she couldn't understand words and stuff. But now like I, it has any cussing or anything like that. Like we can't watch it. So like last yeah. night we watched, we sat down and watched father of the bride and it was a classic. Um, no cuss words, nothing wrong in it. She sat down and watched the whole thing with us. So, like that stuff, like I, I can get, I can get her into, but I can't watch her stuff. Peppa Pig, stuff like that. No, it, no, you it can't just, do it. Yeah, I, now, I turn I it will on. say this: my old, my youngest daughter Emily, she watches these YouTube, uh, these people who like make parodies of Peppa Pig, and they're funny. I'll watch those with her, but I won't watch them by myself. It's so weird what kids will get into on YouTube. Yes. By the way, yeah. One day I was looking like I had to stop letting Natty watch YouTube because it was getting that there's some people sneak videos in there now. It's yeah. kind of scary. Like they'll sneak like videos into the kids stuff mm-hmm. and they'll pop in and they'll be like cussing. They'll say like weird stuff. So like I was going to see what she was watching and it was some um, Japanese girl that just had the camera on her mouth and she was like eating candy and stuff. And like, she would bite into like a, like some kind of juicy candy thing and it would pop in her mouth. And it was just like super, I was like, Natty, what are you watching? It was just a girl eating. That's weird. It had, it had like 2 million views. I People are weird, man. 
And, like, I'm trying to build up my YouTube channel to talk Mississippi State sports. And, like, I get pumped when it gets 500 views. And this girl is eating chocolate. Yeah. With 2 million views, probably making, like, $1,000 a month or more. It's, it's really frustrating uh, yeah. what, what can make you popular these days. I get it. I get it. Uh, Kurt asks us, after this last scrimmage, rank your current 2022 confidence. Oh, my gosh. All... What are y'all doing to us, man? You're making us rank eight, nine things. Come on. Like, I mean, what, what are we doing here? Uh, let's just do this. After the scrimmages, what offensive group do you have the most confidence in and which defensive group? Uh, Probably running backs on offense. That's interesting. I was going to say receivers. Well, I mean, you know what you're getting out of Dylan and uh, Woody. And then mm-hmm. Simeon Price has been really good. So you know you have three really good running backs there. And if Bull is healthy, that adds another guy to the dynamic. Okay. What about defense? Uh, defensive line. Yeah, same here. Even without Jane Crumity, I feel good about that group. Yeah, I agree. Wes Black asks us, what is the better road song? The Road Goes On Forever or Copperhead Road? Got to be totally honest with you, Wes. I don't know either one of those songs. What? You don't know Copperhead Road? No, who sings it? Um, who sings that? Um, oh, Steve Earle. Yeah, don't I don't even know who that is. Yeah, oh my God, I can't believe you never heard Copperhead Road. You've heard it, I'm sure. This guy looks um, like he looks like uh, Nick Jackson. Yeah, uh, you've you've heard it. The road goes on forever. I don't know what that is. Let's see if we can look at it here. Quick, that's Google Robert Earl Keane. Okay. Um, yeah, Wes, you're not in my wheelhouse for this one, man. Sorry, I can't. I cannot help you. Do you have an answer, Robbie? Uh, it's Copperhead Road for me. I, okay. I don't. I have to go see if I remember the the road goes on forever. But right. Copperhead Road's definitely up there for me. Andy Lossick wants us to rank these throwback NFL helmets. I want to say, Andy, first off, that this is a tough question for podcast form when only Robbie and I can see them. But here we go. Robbie, can you see these helmets? Yes. So we've got the old school. These are all 80s helmets. Buccaneers, Broncos, Patriots, Falcons, and Seahawks. I think the Patriots are number one. The old school Pat Patriot. So the that's my number one because that was our logo. Ah, for Winston Academy? Yes. Okay. I can live uh, with that. You can still see that around campus now. So that that's number one for me. And then the Broncos is number two. I love that. I agree with that. I like that. I'm going creamsicle uh, Buccaneers third. Yeah, although those those uniforms are really ugly. They are, but they're so ugly that they look good. I just don't like the color scheme. You don't like the creamsicle? No. Okay. Not really. It's it, in the. It, it's almost like. Um, Butterscotch. Yeah, I mean it's just that 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 creamy I, creamsicle. Yeah, I don't. You know, the, I don't the, like that. I don't like right. that color. All right. I don't like that butterscotch looking color. Right. I'm going the old school Seahawk, the silver Seahawk look, and then the Falcons dead last. Maybe I'm biased because I hate. You're the only doing yeah. You're only doing that because. But I mean, the Falcons logo. I mean, they they went from the red helmet to the black helmet. I mean, it's just not that great. And what it, like the. It looks weird, like the wings. It's an alien falcon. No real falcons. Wings are not like that, are they? No, it's really weird. Yeah, so that's that's our rankings: Patriots, Broncos, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Falcons. This is the question, Robbie. I've been looking forward to all day. You ready? Here we go. (laughs) From Rob Chittum, I found this shirt this weekend going through an old tub of clothes. Is it on the same level as the maroon is all that matters shirt? Rob, I'm going to tell you that when you sent me us this tweet. I stared at this shirt for about 15, 20 minutes. It's, and it's not on the same level as that. It's significantly worse. Significantly worse. Let's let's talk about the shirt. It says, quote, Houston, you have a problem. On the back of the shirt, it said, and its name is Kroom. You have three to four years to figure it out. You better start now. First off, any shirt that has a paragraph on it is not good. And, and the it's is a it, it is. Right. Instead of its, I-T-S. Yeah, correct. So just re- also, every O 
Are most of the O's have paw prints instead of a circle in them? I looked at that croom as eyeballs, so yeah. it, it made me laugh, like thinking like that's right. the peeping croom. When was this shirt created? Because Houston Nutt and Sylvester Croom only played each other in one egg bowl and Nutt won 45 to nothing. Could it could it have been the uh so is this the, was this uh, Arkansas? No, I think I no, no way. No way when he was at Arkansas. First off, he never lost to Croom. Why oh would state God, fans dude. print this, shirts about Arkansas? This, this was shirt is printed. So bad, dude. This shirt was printed from the time in between Nut getting hired at Ole Miss and the and the 2008 Egg Bowl. State when he fans, was hired, yeah, when he was hired, it was right. it was made. And so it was it was after the 07 year when State had had you know some success in 07, mm-hmm. and I bet this was created before yeah. that season. And people I'm going to go on the right record direction. here, Robbie, and we'll tweet this picture out tomorrow. So, Rob, if you don't want people to know that this shirt exists, you better delete this tweet. This is the worst MSU shirt I've ever seen. It's bad, dude. This, this reminds this really me bad. of those, like, this is this reminds me of, like, when you're on Facebook and... Yes. Like, they have the Facebook-made T-shirts. Yes. Uh, when it's, like, this long paragraph yes. like you said of the, yes when, when you have to like, sit like there and when you have to stop when you're a redneck leave. mama you gotta love your kids and love your country and love g i mean it's like that doesn't go on a shirt i only love three things god family and guns yeah and sweet potato pie yeah so sweet yeah this tea, shirt sweet tea fried chicken god and guns yeah yeah, this this is what that reminds me of. This this my is the worst MSU shirt I've ever seen, Rob. It's getting mom, retweeted tomorrow. My mom bought one of those uh, Facebook T-shirts. It was like the national championship oh. one with like all the players on it. Oh my god, had like the and, banner M on there too. Yeah, and so like so she bought it and like got one for my dad. I was like, Mom, that shirt's like it was like faded, like it looked like it had yeah. been like pressed on, yeah. you know? Yeah, this this shirt right here is awful. Oh my God! Like it's. Thank you for bringing it to our attention, Rob. Though, because I, I laughed a lot. And no offense to whoever, I mean, somebody that made this shirt some might be listening to this. Some offense, I know. I definitely intend some offense. It, it's definitely worse than Maroons. All that matters. Yeah. Nine hundred one Stark Dog with a couple questions for us. Week one, what's the number of penalties you feel comfortable with getting and still predict a win? No, no. I, I, you get over five, I would start thinking that's a lot of penalties. 10 would probably be the cutoff because you can have like, you know, five pre snap penalties. 10 penalties is a lot of penalties. It is, but I, I still feel like they're going to win. It's probably That's, easily 100 yards in penalty yardage, man. I, I would be nervous about winning at 10. Well, if you have five false start penalties, yeah. That's not going to hurt you that bad. I guess, but. Uh, also from the start dog, Sean Aston, first thought of the Goonies or Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You just don't think of him yeah, in the Goonies. Like he just he just seems like a you know like a random child actor. I think of Sean Aston. I think of three things. Chubby. I think of Lord of the Rings. I think of Rudy. Yes. And I think of Stranger Things. Yeah. Bob. Is it Bob? He's Bob. Bob, yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't, you know, a lot of these uh was it Josh Brolin that was in that? Is that his name? Ooh, I don't know if he's in the Goonies or not. Uh, I'm almost positive. Yeah, he was in the Goonies. let's see here. Yes, he was. Okay, so you don't think about him in that? No. Like a lot of those kids in that film, they don't really have a face to me for whatever reason. Like I don't really attribute, like I love the film. Yeah, I love the Goonies, but yeah, but I don't, you know, I don't really think about Sean Astin right. being in the Goonies, right? You say Josh Brolin, the first thing I think of is Thanos. Yes, so he was the older brother yeah. in the Goonies. Yeah. All right, uh, Ford Polk asks: Is there anything more infuriating than hearing someone call it Starksville? I mean, that's up there. Can't I don't know. I, I haven't heard that in a while. It's been better. Yeah, they've been doing better. Uh, somebody, somebody spelling it like that makes oh God. me. I think yeah. that's more common. I agree. And it's usually as, recruits. As a six-year-old in 1999, I don't know why we went to the Peach instead of the Outback. Could you tell the story? 
I mean, it was just as simple as back then, the Bulls picked who they wanted, and they wanted bigger names. So they picked Georgia, who was 7-4, and four, over Mississippi State, who was 9-2. and two. And I've always thought it cost us, I think, what would have been a classic game, Robbie, because it would have been a 9-2 and two Mississippi State team with the best defense in the country against Purdue, led by Drew Brees. Great yeah. offense. Would have been a fantastic matchup. And we didn't get it. And State had to go play a terrible 6-5 and five Clemson team who they dominated. And that was that. But you get to play in Atlanta, which is probably an easier drive. Probably an easier trip, but you're talking about a, a New Year's Day Florida Bowl. I mean, for the program, that yeah. would have been good to have. Because, I mean, when was the last time you got one of those? Ever? Well, I mean, when State went to the Outback Bowl under Moorhead, that was the first time. Yeah, I mean, because it, it would have been, you know, a regional bowl game uh, also, back then definitely wouldn't have been as important as a gotta Florida remember, Bowl game. Back in 99, the Peach Bowl was not what it is now. Now the Peach Bowl right. is the top bowls. The Peach Bowl back then was b- below the Outback Bowl in the pecking order. Okay. Yeah. So. State got screwed a few times during that time frame. In yeah. 97, they should have been, should have been in a bowl, bowl game. Yeah. This is the easiest question we may have ever had. David Lee Roth, Van Halen, or Sammy Hagar, Van Halen? Oh, it's, 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 Lee, it's Roth. Lee Roth. Yeah. Yeah. Question. One of the best front men ever. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Wade Jones asks, since Chris Parson has a different skill set than what Coach Leach normally recruits, it could mean a change in the offense. Can we call this the Chris Parson project? <laughs> Preparations A through G were abject failures, so now we have moved on to what we are referring to as Preparation H. Yesterday when uh, Ross Dillinger tweeted out how much money Nick Saban's made yeah. in his tenure at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I said it in Dr. Evil's voice. There you go, as, as you should. $100 million. And the best part is no one can stop him. <laughs> uh, where are we here? Elmer Fudd. Do I, do I need to, do I need to yes. use him? Okay, hold on. Did you know they are also firehouse sub locations in Olive Branch in South Haven, Mississippi? Uh, I mean, I'm there are firehouse subs all over the country, but <laughs> their franchisee doesn't pay me to promote them. So <laughs> there you go. I got I I kind of got paid to promote them the other day. It was about you know they they thanked me for promoting them. Oh yeah, sent me stuff. Yeah. Uh Alexander, and that was from the main uh, firehouse account. There you go. That's cool. Follow yeah. them on Twitter. I try to tell you all the time. Alexandra Watson, why do we always refer to Mike Leach as Coach Leach, but we never we always call Dan Mullen by his name, even when he was the coach? I, I called him Coach Mullen. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, but now he's just Dan. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, and you know, some people get uh, have always gotten upset. It seems like on calling coaches coach or by their first name or whatever. Right. Most of the time I call coaches in press conference settings coach. Yeah, I do too. That's just um, it's just what I do. I could yeah. feel totally comfortable and calling I, Mike. I think it's okay either one. And I, I call Mike Mike sometimes. I like if I'm in a informal setting, I call him Mike. Right. The only people that I would ever say like I would always call them coach are the guys who coached me. Yes. Like, if I run into Coach Salmon or Coach Booth or Coach Graves, they are coach for life. And it's not a disrespectful like, thing. Like, no. People need I mean, to that's your name. People need to understand, like, the relationship that I have with Mike Leach, that Stefan, that you, that Paul, that Steve have with these guys, we're peers. All right? They're a coach. We're doing a job. I'm a reporter. We're, doing, We're a doing a job here. So if I want to call him Mike, which is his given name, his given Christian name, <laughs> I can do that. And so if somebody wants to call them Mike, that's fine. It's not a sign of disrespect. And I don't care that, you know, Stefan and Theo are in their mid-20s and Mike is in his uh, is in his 60s. It doesn't matter. You know, yeah. if they were at work together, you would just, you know, and, and one guy's not over the other one, you would just call them Mike. Even if I alternate, I mean, it's, I just don't see it as that big of a deal. It's not, it's not a big, it's a, it's a deal that people make because they don't like the clarion ledger sometimes. That's all it is. 
Uh, Josh Watson wants to know if we could get the band to play a song for Massimo when he makes a field goal, what should it be? Mario Brothers theme, Rocky theme, Godfather theme, or Che La Luna? It's either Godfather or Che La Luna for me. Yeah. But I would love to hear like on like touchbacks, mm-hmm. like the coin sound. Do, 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 do. Boom, boom. No, just like the coin. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody, there's a basketball team that did that. The, like when they would, well, was it Ole Miss? Uh, they a bunch of people do it. The coin um, from free throws. Yeah, so they do it. I think they do it at the SEC tournament too. Okay, um, at least for the women, I think. But yeah, uh, several people do it. Like on free throws, like when you hit the free throw, they'll do the coin thing. What? What's which one's Che La Luna? That's the one. Are you on TikTok? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay, it's the one that. Dun, 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 oh yeah, that's that, that's, the, that's the one that I was telling you they should do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he makes it, nobody yeah. knows the name, but that's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Chancellor asks us rank these MSU quarterbacks on running ability only. Bond, Prescott, Fitzgerald, Ralph. I mean, Fitz has to be number one. Yeah, all-time leading rusher among quarterbacks. It's easy. It's easy call. I mean, that dude could run like a deer, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, go that, like. Just uh, that he was born to run. I would go Bond second, Prescott third, and Ralph fourth. Yeah, because you know Bond, the entire offense was, was built around, around him running. Yeah, yeah. Chris Ralph's a good runner for sure. Group. And then Ralph was Ralph a good was runner, kind of a, but didn't have that breakaway speed. You know, he was kind of like a barreling. Yes, he was runner, a tank. You know, like yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Also from Jeffrey Chancellor. If you had Bill Gates money, would you rather have Peter Sermon handling your personal security or Mark Curl's crew referee your divorce settlement? Ooh. I'm not letting Mark Curl's do anything. I'm going with Sermon here. Ser- Sermon could... I mean, the Sermon has some good traits about him. He just didn't do a very good job managing a defense. Right. I think he could handle you know, something outside of calling plays. Yeah, I agree. And schemes. All right. Uh, we got picked. It's pick two, leave one time with our friend Gil Manclang. Whiskey, bourbon, or rum? I would say, I would say rum. I don't drink any of those. So sure. Rum. Why not? Uh, Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers, reading rainbow. Sesame Street's out. Yeah, I agree. Lord of great, the great Rings. memories from Mr. Rogers in Reading Rainbow. Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Game of Thrones. Ooh, I'm gonna make you mad. Okay, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving Star Wars. Oh, no. See, here's my problem. Both Star Wars and Game of Thrones ended poorly. Really there poorly. Some, there were some poor things in both. So, which one had the higher highs for me? And that, that's got to be Star Wars. So, Game of Thrones is out. I just like Game of Thrones. To me, there was too many great moments in that show for me to get soured by it. Yeah, based off of a couple episodes. And by the way, I know you're not going to do it, but House of the Dragon first episode was excellent. Well, I'm gonna give you, it a few. You really should I'll give you it really a few, it. and then I'll get in. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, Dave Chappelle. This is going to contradict our argument that we had the other day when you said that you know that I was too young to know anything about Eddie Murphy, but I'm yeah. dropping Eddie Murphy. No, I'm dropping uh, Chappelle. Oh uh, no, no, sir. What movies has Chappelle done? I don't care about the movies. Well, that's what I'm this saying. Is about their, this is about their comedy. Well, then you need to watch Eddie Murphy Raw because that's Dave Chappelle show was one of the funny. No, Dave Chappelle's show was one of the funniest things they've ever put on television. Chappelle's show is not funnier than Eddie Murphy on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I disagree with that. Well, I mean, that's where we're just going to have to disagree, then. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, we'll disagree. I, I think Chappelle one. is incredible. Last one. Twisted ankle, scratched cornea, separated shoulder. I've had a twisted ankle and a separated shoulder. I'm not letting anybody scratch my eye. So, uh, scratched cornea is out. I'm going to say twisted ankle. You would have a scratched cornea over a twisted ankle. I, I just don't. I don't know. Like, what does that feel like? A scratch. Just I can't like imagine scratch your eye. Yeah, like I mean, somebody, like, the, like scratch. You've got like a almost a cut on your eye. 
Yeah, but you know, won't it flush out? I mean, I mean I I'm sure it will. Know. But a twisted ankle will heal too. But it doesn't affect your vision. But it might it might last longer. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know I don't know the recovery time on a scratch cornea. Yeah. So I I, I can't. Sp- maybe maybe that one just because I maybe scratch cornea just because I don't know. I got you. What it's like. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That one was a tougher one. Reed Green asks: Is there anything we should look for in Game One that might surprise us fans? Would it be an increased focus on the run game and actually seeing it in a game? I don't think there's anything that's going to happen in the first week that's going to be overly surprising. I don't think that there's going to be more focus on the run game, to be honest with you. I'm just, I, I just, I don't imagine it happening. Yeah. I think, if anything, you know, the, the, what they're going, when them going after dual threat quarterbacks is just to have guys that can maneuver around in the pocket a little more. Yeah. He can tuck it and run. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Leach will ever commit more to the run game. No, I agree. I agree with you. I don't think you'll see a, t- a ton of difference. Do you have a bold prediction for week one in general of the college football season? I haven't looked at the rest of the the only schedule. the only thing I would say is I'm not gonna be completely surprised if Notre Dame beats Ohio State. Just got a feeling week one with a new coach on the road, nobody believes in us kind of thing going. It could happen. Yeah, I could see an upset, something like that. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Wilson, what food do you associate with every SEC team? Okay, again, you're asking us to come up with 14 answers to one question. No. Barbecue. That's it. There you go. Barbecue. Yeah. I, I brisket, all those good things. I associate barbecue to every SEC. Day. I can't do fourteen answers on one question, guys. Come on. Uh, Ryan Nelson says, "Rank these '80s comedy stars: Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, Steve Martin." Bill Murray won, right? Mm, that's Ooh. very close. I, I love Chevy Chase. Bill Murray's up there. So I'm gonna have Chevy Chase last. In mine. Uh, I can't do that. I'm going Murray, Martin, Aykroyd, uh, Chase. I think I'm going to go Murray, Chase. <sighs> mm, Martin, Aykroyd. What is high on Dan Aykroyd? He's in, he's in two of my favorite movies. So he's in Ghostbusters and uh, the Blues Brothers. Yeah, but is he, you know... A g- great comedic actor in those movies. I think so. Yeah, Elwood Blues is a great. Yeah, he didn't really. Also in the great. Also in the great. Those, outdoors. those are great movies. The Great Outdoors is one of my favorite movies all time. So underrated. Really funny. I love when he's the like obnoxious Chicago. That's what he is in the Great that, Outdoors. That and Tommy Boy too. Hey kids, you want to go on a ride and suck my wake? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You can't eat that. That's pure fat and gristle. <laughs> I got a couple of desserts down. I mean, you think we can get some free t-shirts for the kids? <laughs> it's a great movie. Uh, also, Rob wants to know, if they were doing a roast of you, whose friends would you want to be the roast master? Who would you want to be the roast master and who would you want on the dais? So if I'm getting roasted, I want Ryan Nelson to be the roast master. He's, he's the guy that I would trust the most up there. And then everybody that's in our current group text, Ryan, I want them in. Plus Robbie, uh, Bob. I need one more. I want somebody. I want a wild card. Somebody, somebody you wouldn't expect to be there. I don't know. Joe Moorhead. He he could deliver a few one. He would he would have some one liners for me for sure. I'm good with it. What about you? I mean, the only person I know for sure. That I'd want up there is you. Who's is I'm I the rose master or who do you who do you want as the master of ceremonies? What's the difference? What's well, the like guy who's you, like, like introducing like everybody? The, like you've watched those roasts, right? Like the yeah, roast like, Bob Saget, John Stamos was the roast master. Okay, so the roast master would be the like you said, master ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. and then the guy. What's the other? Then it's just, like who, the, it's just the roast headliner. Yeah. Okay. So who's roasting? Yeah. I mean, you would probably be one of those that would roast me. Would, would. Um, I don't know. I mean, some of my some of my random friends. Big Dave needs to be on this on this panel. 
You think Big Dave could could hit could hit? Oh, hit he, he would crush you. It'd be hilarious. I don't know if I'd want that. That's what a roast is. Do, do I want my everybody making hurt? fun of you? That happens every day. Well, then you know you should be used to it by now. We want Logan up there. He he knows you pretty well. Ben Waite needs to be on your roast panel. Yeah. He'll sing you. That would be fun. We'll get Will Salmon show up for you. <laughs> Hi, with the dry with the dry wind. Exactly. Be like, hi, Robbie, Will Salmon. And just go from there. Mike Bonner, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We've got some options. I want Brandon Walker on mine too. Brandon Walker. Oh, yeah. Brandon Brandon's got to be up there. Yeah. Bob, Bob up there, it wouldn't so much be a roast as he would just, you know, yeah. degrade me. It, well, that that's that would be it would yeah. be a lot of it would be, be it would be like, it, it would be like this isn't funny and it's getting uncomfortable. Yeah, this, that like, actually hurts my feelings. Robbie okay, Falk Bob? is an, a legitimate, actual piece of trash. <laughs> you know what? He's such a piece of trash. If he was on a plate, on someone else's plate, I would I not. I wouldn't even eat him. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's what Bob, Bob would be pretty bad for you. So, yeah. All right. That would that's not turn last, out good. That's our last question for the day. So, all right. The, um, the, the coaches all SEC football team just came out. Oh, okay. If you would cool. like for me to give some superlatives here. Um, this Make is a huge, huge, huge list. Um, there's three teams, and most of the, most of the guys from Mississippi State are on the third team. Actually, I think all of them are on the third team. Oh my gosh! Uh, well, um, Emmanuel Forbes made second team. Forbes defense. is second team. Yeah, I got the list pulled up here. Uh, Jaden Wally is third team offense. Jordan Davis, third team defense. That's incredible that he's third team. Cameron Young, third team. Well deserved. And Tyrus, Tyrus Wheat, third team. All right. Um, there's, there's and this a- is like the whole SEC. Like this is every starter in the SEC is on this list. Okay. Two things. Two things that stand out to me, and then we got to get this this the countdown here. Third team quarterback is Will Levis over Will Rogers. I can't get behind that. And then. Uh, three teams worth of kick returners, and nobody picks. Tulu, I, I can't get behind that. Crazy. There's four quarterbacks ahead of Will Rogers. Oh, you're right. There's and, it's a tie on the second team. So he's and not yeah. and KJ Jefferson. I mean Stetson Bennett. I I get it. He won national championship, but this guy's not going to have near the the uh, the stats as anybody else in the league. I just I just can't get behind these things. So good stuff. I'm sure they'll be talking about that today on Sports Talk uh, Mississippi. All right, uh, countdown time. One game to do today. Uh, and then we will uh, we'll, we'll continue to you know finish up here. We're at the number four game, so we don't have a lot to talk about as far as my my personal memories of it, because not only was I not born, Robbie, my dad wasn't born yet. Uh, my 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 papal would have been a teenager, I'm pretty sure, when this game was played. But it's one of the biggest games in Mississippi State history, no question. And that's the 1935 game, Mississippi State 13, Army seven. It's difficult to explain to kids today, and honestly, it's difficult to explain to even like me and you, that there was a time in this country where the best two football programs in the country were Army and Navy. Year in, year out, they were the best two in America. That they got the cream of the crop, and you know, I mean, how many old school Heisman Trophy winners are from Army and Navy? And Mississippi State under a uh, former Army man, uh, Major Ralph Sass. Went up on the train to West Point and beat Army in what that's I mean, this is easily the first notable win in Mississippi State history. I don't know anything about it. I don't have the box score. I just know that this win happened, that it was a huge national story that Mississippi AM at the time had gone up to West Point and beaten mighty army and and won a football game there. So that's today's game. 13 to 7, Mississippi State takes on Army. An interesting, uh, another interesting connection between Mississippi State and Army. Mm-hmm. Shorty McWilliams, McWilliams left yeah. Mississippi State, went to Army, mm-hmm. and was, you know, one of the best players in the country, won mm-hmm. a national championship mm-hmm. with Army, mm-hmm. and then came back to Mississippi State and played at uh, Mississippi State, I believe. Jordy McWilliams is the only Mississippi State football player to have won a national championship. Yes, and he was he in the Heisman. Mississippi State, but he and he was in the Heisman race, too. He was State's first Heisman candidate. First guy to get Heisman votes. And he played on those teams, you know, during the war. 
with uh, with Glenn Davis and Doc Blanchard, I believe, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside, if you're an old-school college football guy. So, yeah. And Doc Blanchard, I believe – I think it's Doc Blanchard. is from Mississippi. So, it might be Davis, but I'm pretty sure it's Blanchard. So that, that was always just crazy to me. You know, he was like the SEC player of the year mm-hmm. left. And I, I mean, he, he went to serve his country, mm-hmm. but goes to Army, wins a national championship, mm-hmm. and then comes back to Mississippi, Mississippi State. State. Yeah. And he was, you know, all SEC every year. But that, he might be legitimately one of the greatest athletes in Mississippi State history. Probably very underrated by everybody who, who's never saw him, you know. Yeah. He just never had that 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 doesn't have the uh, the cachet that that Dak Prescott and Jeffrey Simmons and those guys have. So, all right, tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's game, another older game, but we'll talk about it. But it will be for a championship, the only one. So that'll be tomorrow's game. All right, guys. Uh, tomorrow we'll also uh, wrap up the MSU uh, defense. We'll talk about that depth chart and what it's going to look like week one. Um, hopefully we'll have some other stuff going on for you as well. Talk to you again then for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.